What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, and you're listening to Stan, Roe, and Camus on the SGP Podcast. Shut up, Camus! Are you ready? X don't give it to you. Fuck way for you to get it on your own. X don't deliver to you. You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast, where you just heard our new opening breaker drop this week. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, like, like the, one, the one weekend that it's my birthday, and then this is the gift I come back to when we start recording again. Hey, it's a tagline. It's yeah. a well-known and recognized tagline, and it revolves around you. And I'm trying to end this. It's this not is, good for my mental health. This is what you health. get for not showing up for a week. It's my birthday, you piece of shit. Hey, and and hey. thank you, thank you, Chino, once again. Guys, Chino Liao, hey. once again, guesting for us two weeks in a row. Yeah, no Romeran this week this time because uh, he is busy doing adult stuff at an office. Next week, we'll ask his time, so I'll hold it. But <laughs> <laughs> naman. No, we're recording on a Tuesday afternoon for a change because one... Um, it's just a really busy week. What with the UAAP finals, Kamas uh, here supporting <sighs> Ateneo, myself and Rose supporting UP. And by the time this drops and you're listening to this, Ateneo will be champions of the UAAP world. Of course, no, not really, again. because this will go up by tonight or tomorrow morning. In which case, that will not have happened yet, if it were to happen. But it is going to happen. There's a higher chance of it happening. Like, like my friend, like my friend says, some things are inevitable in the future. Here's the here's the thing. Real, really quick thoughts about the UAP finals, and this is gonna be a hot oh, take. Oh god! I think okay. it may be better for the men's basketball team of UP if UP does not win this year. Yeah. Why? One hero arc. No, not hero arc. It puts so much pressure on Richie Rivero and Kobe Paras when they come in. You're joining a championship team that went on a Cinderella run. Is this is this your Warriors narrative? No, that Warriors or, get KD narrative. Sort because of. It, it's sort of that. It's no, sort no, no, no. It, it, it's not that. Uh, it's because it, with the Warriors, they lost to the Cavs when Kevin Durant came in. Yeah. Right. So, um, uh, so it's it's different as opposed to UP winning the title and then having Richie and Kobe come in again. So it puts so much pressure on them. Two, it puts so much pressure on Coach Bo to work with all these stars when you run the risk of being kind of like this year's Celtics Now there are too many stars and not many opportunities. Not Sino many bang, minutes. Who's graduate from UP this uh, year? Paul Desiderio is graduating. So okay, that's Dario and Jello Vito. Okay. And, and Javi. No, no, no. Javi is only in third year. Third year. He's going to be here okay, for another so, couple of years. Okay. So next year, okay. you've, you've got the Gomez de Leano brothers. You've yes. got Bright Acuete, Richie and Kobe. Uh, June Manzo will still be there. Uh, so, you know, it, it's going to be very crowded. And you know, it can be a good thing. It can also be a bad thing. Because the thing is, in, UA, in UAB college basketball, depth is key. Yes. And, 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 and it has been proven in this Final Four of UP that I have watched with much interest. I like how it took UP to build the super college team. Like, yeah. Of all, the of all the schools who could do it. Yeah, it but the they're the ones UB. They're the ones who have... You know the actual yeah. network to do it. No, I would argue that Ateneo is the OG super team in college. Oh, that's true, but they never had. Okay, they never. Ateneo's had... also had transfers. Look at Greg Slaughter. Yes. Oh, but I'm so saying how is that this, different this, from June Manzo I'm moving in this, from Cebu? I'm saying this iteration, this iteration of the of the Ateneo Blue Eagles after the five peat era, is has not been as. 
how do you say this? They didn't pull as many guys from the peripheries, the other Jesuit schools around. So you're saying for homegrown yung tagate na yun Most of them came from. Most of these guys are from a high. A lot of these guys are a high guys. Well, not Isaac Go and Tyler Tio. They're and most certainly guys. not Ange Kwame. Yeah, well, there's there's that. But the thing is, a lot well, of these guys. school Oh, I wouldn't know about the education system but, in Cameroon, dude. But at the end of the day, if your if your point is that UP should lose to put the pressure on, I think they. they no, that's it not works. the point. You completely misunderstood. I, all I was saying was my hot take is that it may be better for UP not to win just because of all the pressure they might get if they win. So that's the hot mm. take. Okay. So, yeah. No, no, no. There, there will be pressure heading into next year because we're no longer under the radar and that's something Coach Bo has explicitly mentioned in his post-game pressers. So there's a bit of self-awareness naman on UP's end. All I'm saying is it gets much, much worse when you have two very highly regarded uh, transferees coming in. Yeah, two of the biggest transferees in recent memory. And that. Yeah. So there, there's that. All right. Let's, <coughs> let's uh, put that to bed. So Athena is going to win. Yes. Okay. Put that to bed. Okay, Camus. See you at the game. In closing, I'd like to say, Animal LaSalle. Do you even have a bachelor's degree from La Salle, Chino? Do you even have a bachelor's degree? I paid for the tuition fee. I was part of that school environment. I know the beliefs of the buildings. (laughs) I know... You ate enough. I have an ID number. I ate in Agno. Did if you, you get you, hepatitis C in Agno, you nope. deserve to call yourself a Lasallian. <laughs> you I was going to say, may baksilog na ba nun? Pero na. Ayan, it's been yun. around since 2002, I think. Oh, so, abot ka talaga. Yeah, abot talaga. Okay. Alright, uh, so let's, let's shift gears here and talk about one of the bigger events that happened in uh, wrestling in the Philippines. Last Friday, November 30, it was Xavier Woods and his trip to Manila. So he was here to promote the fighting game community, to talk about Up, Up, Down, Down. He even filmed parts of a, uh, a future episode over at Playbook. Um, I got balot. a sneak... Yeah, he <laughs> ate balot on stage with me. And what, then, a, what a warrior Savior Woods is to put up with all these things, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Such a, such a such trooper. Such a trooper, yeah. No, okay. So the, so the balot was something that people kind of tipped him onto already. Okay. Uh, this is a behind-the-scenes story. So he kind of knew that there was going to yes. be some Pinoy food involved and he kind of My knew that challenge. balot would be part of the picture, uh, right? Uh, he didn't know what balot was. So, binalatan niya yung balot on stage. He was peeling it. <laughs> and he was asking me on stage, how do I eat this? And I'm like, you just peel it. And I'm like, would you like me to tell you what that is? And he's like, no, no, no. I, I don't want you to tell me yet. I'm gonna eat it. So he peels yung balot, he drinks yung sabaw, and then after that, uh, he grabs yung, yung part na medyo matigas. Yeah. And we're like, no, bato. don't eat it. Yeah, yung bato. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. So he doesn't eat it, right? And he's got, he's got the rest of it. And he puts everything in his mouth in one go. And as he's chewing, I ask him, do you want me to tell you now what that is? <laughs> and he nods on stage to, huh? And I go, it's unfertilized duck embryo. So he kind of gags a bit, but he swallows it eventually. I think he was just trying to sell it. And then right at that moment, my fireworks na pumotok from the venue. <laughs> so, brang sakto, like it wasn't planned because it was from another event, right? And the fireworks go off and me just ad-libbing, I was just like, Xavier, those are for you, man. <laughs> That's because balut makes you strong. That is the power of balut. And the power of positivity. So, you know, it, that, that's, that was a fun little moment from uh, just, the meet and greet. I'm just happy. I bet you got a pop. Did you get a pop? Oh, no, man. Oh, no, man. I'm just happy that, you know, you're doing a much better job than Eruption did. Oh, thank with, you. With, with, with a big show. With a big yeah. show, yeah. I wasn't there, so I can't what really say. What is your favorite food? 
Stupid fuck. I, I can't say anything about it. It was a shit show. I mean, yeah, well. More on shit shows later, but it yeah, was yeah. a shit show. So, I actually got the gig because he impersonates The Rock a lot. Fuck, I don't know. I, again, I wasn't there at the, the gig. I wouldn't know. Uh, but <sighs> we do know that Eruption is a wrestling fan. We do know that much. Uh, because he was, at the, he was at the uh, <laughs> Fox Plus WWE Raw launch last July. So we got yeah. to meet him. We got to well, see him you know, do his thing. Uh, an- another quick thing that I wanted to share from um, you know that long-ass day. So we had Xavier Woods on Wave. Okay. In uh, the morning. In the morning. Because he was in the middle of a shoot in Intramuros and Bay Area. Uh-huh. They yeah, ushered he posted him, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, they ushered him in a van. Yeah, okay. So he could talk to us. For the phone patch. For the phone patch. Oh, so nice. we were the only radio show to get the. Uh, oh, so he wasn't in Wave. No, oh, he wasn't. No. He was. Oh, I wish he was. I wanted to wake up at six a.m. just to go to Wave. Jeez. <laughs> You're gonna wake up at six yeah. for something? Yeah. Because you had a game. I had a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So uh, that happened, and then you know, Sovereign Pack, like he was meeting with influencers. He he did a media roundtable, and the day before we were doing a pre-prod meeting, and I was asking, uh, "Hey guys, um." I, I see the script. I see you've prepared the questions you want me to ask him on stage. And uh, they're a little bit basic. So would you be okay with me going off script a bit and ad-libbing and asking questions off the top of my head? And then uh, the, the people organizing the event look at me and say, normally the answer is no. But in this case... But because you know the product and because we are confident that you know what you'll be talking about, we can make an exception for you. So that for me was uh, it was a seal of approval, like it was a big uh, vote of confidence, and I made sure that I, I wouldn't let anyone down. So that Would was you really say enough. that that's a WWE recognized seal of approval <laughs> <laughs> via, via the agency, via the agency, via the agency, via the agency? Yes, to be clear, via the agency, actually via the, via the executives. But your words, not mine. Uh, yeah, that's okay. It's clarifying okay. things. All right, sub Chris Marsh. Yeah. So so you listen to the podcast. That that was great. Uh, it was a really fun experience. So. Um, you know what? Why don't we uh, get to the Xavier Woods part of the podcast then? Because uh, we got to talk to him on Wave. So if you missed it last Friday, we're going to play it in, Here's a, the replay. in a few seconds. And then right after that, we're going to transition to my private Q&A with him during what? the VIP session. One-on-one exclusive? Yes. A one-on-one exclusive. On this podcast? With Xavier Woods. So that's, that's not going to be as lengthy as the radio interview. But we're going to get to that right now. Playing the hits till 10 a.m. The morning takeover. I've been really excited to get to this interview. I would say I it's uh, it's a dream interview for me. So I'm really happy that I get to share this with you, Cheska. I, you know, I love wrestling too, right? Yes. So thank you for taking me along this ride. This is gonna be a really fun one. Uh, we've been excited for this guest, so let's bring him on. He is fresh from the airport. He's wow. gonna have a really busy day, and we're so glad that he's making time for us. Let's welcome to the show one of the members of the New Day from SmackDown Live, Xavier Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. What's going on? <laughs> How's it going, Xavier? Fantastic. I just had some soda in a bag and I held it. Oh my goodness. Chicken. Welcome to excited. the Philippines. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to the Philippines. I know that you just arrived, what, two hours ago? If that. We got off the plane and then went right to the bay. Wow. You know what? Same clothes in the van. Woo. Thank you, thank you, thank you for, for taking the time to speak to us because we know you have a jam-packed schedule while you're out here. Well, thank you guys for talking to me while I'm out here. I appreciate you. I'm not sure if you're hearing this, but we're actually playing your entrance theme right now. <laughs> oh, 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 I can hear it in the background, yes. Yeah, 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 there. 
All right, so we, we had to make it extra special for you, man. So, all right, let's start with uh, let's start with one of the reasons why you're here. Of course, you're here to talk about esports and the fighting game community. We all know about Up Up Down Down and how yeah. uh, you put so much work into it, and it's reflected in the success of the channel. But uh, can you tell us a very quirky or interesting behind the scenes story from you know producing Up Up Down Down? Hmm. Let's see. I mean, people know this now, but lots of people didn't before. So, so uh, AJ, he legitimately breaks controllers when he gets mad. AJ Sals. Uh, yes, as if he were a seven-year-old child. It is one of my favorite things to see him do. Uh, because, you know, AJ Sals, he's, he's been WWE world champion. He mm-hmm. keeps his cool in all situations. Like, he's the guy who almost beat Brock Lesnar. Yes. If, yes. You, if you beat him in Tekken, he will break a controller. He's not above <laughs> that. I love it. Yeah, and so like it's, it's great seeing him play games, especially uh, like especially getting to see the Usos play games, and they get super into it. And then you realize on on some real life levels, these are two guys who have been playing fighting games against each other since they were born. Mm-hmm. So, to see, so to see them get into it, like at the airport, we'll be playing games. We'll be playing Street Fighter at the airport, and just they'll start screaming and getting loud. And it's just it's always just a really fun time because it's a place where we can all let loose and not have to worry about anything at all. We're just guys having fun playing video games. Awesome and. Uh, I actually want to keep talking about this a little bit because it's because of Up, Up, Down, Down that you were nominated for Fan Favorite Celebrity Gamer Athlete as part of the 2018 Gamers Choice Awards. Congratulations. Thank you very much, though. Yeah, fingers so, crossed on that. But I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure everyone always says that, you know, being nominated is enough, blah, 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 that sort of thing. But I mean, how excited are you for this? Because, I mean, you're being recognized for something that is... I mean, the WWE is worldwide, yes, but then, you know, gaming, uh, online gaming is an entirely different realm, and you're reaching an entirely different audience. Yeah, it's, it's a huge honor to just even be nominated, like you are saying. Um, and I think that I might be the only person nominated who actually runs a continuous YouTube channel with lots of upkeep and doesn't just randomly play video games. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, it's, it's awesome. Like, I think games are something that have been a, a part of everybody's life at some point. And so you kind of have to make it through that phase in school where people will make fun of you for it, and then you come out better for it on the other side. But I think that lots of people that watch wrestling were dealing with that same thing. At a certain age, people were making fun of you. But if you start, kept watching it, you came out on the other side as an adult while wrestling. You went through that same struggle that people who, went, who play video games go through. So for me, it's trying to break that gap uh, and show people of two different fandoms that we've gone through the same thing we're the same kind of people and people who like games should start watching wrestling and people who watch wrestling need to start playing more games because um, there's a lot of crossover to begin with but I want to meld both fandoms into one huge just nice. all of fun you mentioned the two fandoms coming together and I can never forget the story of when you were last in Manila two years ago when you came from the airport you went straight to a video game store here in Metro Manila and you oh, yeah. spent time out to play <laughs> to play with fans to play with other nice. gamers uh, how are you even able to make that happen? Like who does that? <laughs> well, okay so for me I like to sleep on airplanes so I'll get super late before I sleep all the whole flight so that when I get there I can go do stuff and meet stuff is going to play video games. So uh, getting to connect with people from the video game community in all sorts of different countries, it's really cool for me. And, like, it's, it's a very humbling experience because lots of these guys and girls that are there, they watch wrestling too. So, like, for them to know who I am, like, here in the Philippines, like, it blows my mind. Like, that, that doesn't make any sense. But then the fact that we can all come together as one and just sit and play video games and talk anime and stuff like that, 
it uh, it's one more way that I think that we can kind of make the world a smaller place and show people that you know aren't really that different after all. We all like the same stuff, and the more people success, and the better off we are. Okay, I want to talk about this because my name is Francesca. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, hello. Hello. So I hear there is a Francesca too. Francesca's and, in trouble right now, yeah. Okay, so I mean, how how did how does one get into trombone though? I mean, so people always ask me that and they say, Oh, did you learn how to play trombone just so that you could do it on TV? It's like, no, I've I played trombone since I was in sixth grade. So oh. I'm actually uh, a concert level trombonist. Wow. Well, we should, we should have you in the studio, and you should play. <laughs> well, yeah, if you got a, a couple more instruments, we can start a little ska band. Yeah, oh, that sounds nice. fun. That sounds fun. <laughs> For people who follow you on social media, they know that the letters PhD, of course, ta- uh, yep. you know, resonate because you are pursuing your, your PhD in educational psychology. Uh, but how do you even balance that with your time as a WWE superstar and as the producer and the host of Up, Up, Down, Down? So with everything that's going on, so I was... I was very close to finishing it for like three years. It's actually, it's on hold right now. So many things are, are flying through the air. Uh, but it, it's something that I think is very important, just having an education in general, because you hear lots of kids say, oh, I want to play football, or I want to uh, be some sort of like entertainer, or I want to be in a band. But like, these are things that can go away quickly, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Something, something could happen, and I couldn't be able to wrestle anymore, ever. But I've got an education. I can get a job doing work in psychology since I've got this backup with Up, Up, Down, Down in the video game world. I can do something with that. So I just always thought it was very important to show kids and some adults that don't realize it yet that having a solid backup plan is very important. And it doesn't even have to be a backup plan. It's having a plan, something that you love just as much as what you're currently doing that you know that you can put time into if you're forced to make that kind of decision. So uh, time management. It's something I want all kids to know is the most important thing you can learn in life. Okay. You mentioned that, you know, if anything happens and you can't wrestle anymore, but we're kind of hoping that you stick around for a long, long time because, I mean, okay, I I grew up watching, you know, Booker T and Goldlust and Too Cool and D-Generation X and, you know, the uh, Hardy Boys, all Edge and Christian, of course. So when you talk about, like, the greatest tag teams in WWE history and... You know, you have to find the right partner. You have to find the right person to, you know, protect you in the ring uh, when need be. So when it comes to the new day, especially in this era, what tag, uh, when tag teams don't really last as long as they did back in the day, you know, what is the secret to the longevity of the new day? Um, I think that we've done a very good job of focusing on the fact that the acting, all of them. if one of us is gone, it's, just, it's not the same. And I think that uh, being able to portray that level of friendship, that level of dedication to each other, um, it, it goes a long way because I feel like a lot of tag teams now and back in the day, like there was always some sort of uh, uh, low-tier animosity between the guys. Like one wants to be more successful than the other. One mm-hmm. wants to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. As boy with the new day, like we be success through each other. And by that, I mean... We understand that, yeah, we're a tag team, and we've been five uh, tag team champions five different times, but when we make the decision to go for singles championships, it's going to be easier for us to obtain those because we have two other people watching our backs at all times. 
So when when things like the Royal Rumble come around, and we always say, "Oh, it's every man for himself." Yeah, brother against brother, tag team member against tag team member. Uh-huh. Like, no, it's not until the very end. What kind of what kind of sense does that make? If you guys, if there's 14 people left in the match, why would you throw your partner out? Yeah. Wait till you're the last two to do that. So we're just we we try to use the logic as much as possible, and I think that has helped us stay together for so long. Someone just sent me a thing on Twitter that it's been four years since we first debuted on TV as New Day. Yeah. And like I said, in this era, like that doesn't happen anymore. And that that makes it feel like we've been together for like 20 years, you know? Yeah, no, so, no. Totally, totally. Uh, it, it's insane. Yeah. Um, so, in the past, we've seen the likes of Square Enix collaborate with WWE to promote games like, say, Final Fantasy XIV. And uh, WrestleMania in Orlando 2017, you guys dressed up uh, inspired by Final Fantasy. So, which other gaming companies or franchises do you want to collaborate with in a wrestling ring in the future? Uh, anybody who makes good games. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much my, my goal because uh, I'm not stuck to just one company, even though I am kind of biased. Square Enix because they've been making the hits since I was like seven uh-huh. and I've been, I'm obsessed with Final Fantasy so that's, that's always been my thing but you know what we've been talking about is a lot is uh, Streets of Rage from Sega Genesis from back in the day so maybe something with Sega but honestly just like whoever's making good stuff good quality stuff uh, like so this past year I would I would love to some Spider-Man because mm. that's my top games of, of this past year like I when I beat it was just sitting in my hotel room in the UK on tour just crying man at a video game so it's like it's it's crazy how like intensely they can they can touch you the last time I cried because of a video game was The Last of Us oh so good that was amazing at the end I I won't spoil it for anybody who's listening hasn't played it but when you when you make the decision that you have to make it tears (laughs) you apart like, I wasn't right for, like, three weeks after that. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I was very emotional when I was playing that game. But, you know, um, so when you talk about video games, and I'm so glad that you, you know, you get carried away by your emotions. Because, I mean, we do spend a significant amount of time on a console or on a computer playing these games. But for you, like, what makes a great video game? Mm, first would be soundtrack. Soundtrack? That's a unique answer. Okay. Yeah. I can play a bad game with good music for much longer than I can play a good game with bad music. Oh. All right. That's always kind of been my thing. But I think what first popped me off to that was like, I tried playing Sega Saturn a lot. That's my favorite system. And there's a game called Nights into Dreams, and it's got the greatest soundtrack of any video game ever made. And I could play that thing for hours. And that's kind of what hit me off to the fact that music is one of the most important things on this ever since. All right. Now, as we wind down here, uh, last uh, last couple of questions. Um, you know, you you being so active in the, uh, the fighting game community and you being so active online, has any fan tried to add you or tried to look for you on PSN <laughs> or Steam or other gaming platforms? Yeah. So, uh, I think my PSN friend thing is filled up right now. I, <laughs> I'm not I'm surprised. Not, I read, oh, we can just make the, the little... Uh, the the up up down down communities you can do the communities for different games we have so now people got people in there uh a lot of people popped into my league of legends stuff when we were doing that Mm -hmm. uh but it's cool because it's people who just want to play games and i'll like never turn people down for stuff like that that's something that i always want to do because there's people who are really good at these games that i really Mm -hmm. enjoy so they can teach me uh and it's a a couple of a lot of time they just want to ask questions about wrestling it's like yeah of course i can tell you about that now you tell me about this game so Mm. it's a good Of information 
So how can our fans add you up on uh, on PSN or Steam then? So on uh, PSN, it's Austin Creed. Uh, I don't think there's any spaces. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what it is mostly on everything. Um, on uh, on other things, like so Final Fantasy. No, no, I'm Austin Creed on Final Fantasy 14 as well. If you can't find Austin Creed, you can find me as Used Food. That's my other game. <laughs> used thing. Food? Yes. Because okay. I'm the sh- Wow. You are actually really brave for announcing your PSN ID. That's on fine. Because I, I keep mine secret. Yeah, I oh, keep why? mine secret too. I keep mine. Oh, why? Yeah, uh, I play a lot of Call of Duty and I I prefer, I've learned my lesson to never use the mic as oh. a female. <laughs> yep, yep. I understand. And I understand. Yeah, so <laughs> there you go. But thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. And you know what? I hope you have an awesome time uh, in the Philippines. I believe this is your second trip. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so you know what? Uh, if uh, Why don't you invite people to come see you? Where will they? Where can they find you while you're out here? Uh, we're going to be at the Mall of Asia at 6 p.m. So come and hang out. And then we're going to Playbook later after that. Hold on. Let me see what time we're going to Playbook. Uh, I know that... Uh, after that. Yeah, listeners and fans can play <laughs> games with Xavier Woods tonight at Playbook after the meet and greet. We're actually giving away exclusive passes to that meet and greet here on the show. Uh, Xavier, uh, we know you've got a full morning, so we're going to yeah. let you go for now. But I'll catch you at the meet and greet tonight. I'm okay, so awesome. jealous. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there. I will, I will okay. try to... Make it. Yes. Well, try to make it means we're not going to see you. <laughs> I've heard that before. Thank you so much. One, uh, one third of your world famous five time yes. champs of the new day, Xavier Woods. Thank you so much, man. All right. Thank you thank guys so you. much. Take it easy. Bye bye. I've got Xavier Woods right here, yes. fresh off the meet and greet, mm-hmm. and he's on the SGP podcast. I want to ask about you wearing that Becky Lynch t-shirt, the man. Yes. What can you say about Becky's rise, you know, how she's become the most popular superstar right now? Uh, she's worked her tail off to get to where she is. Um, we were having this conversation the other day, like she's the only one that knows the actual grind that she's been through to get to this point. So what you see in her face, the way that she walks, the way she's in the ring, like all of that is real. And it's pent up rage and frustration towards everything that's happened to her to get to this point. And it's something that's necessary for us sometimes to be able to portray those certain emotions, uh, to get those sort of feelings out of people that are watching. We have to feel that way. And so uh, Becky, like I said, has just been through a ton in her uh, tenure here with WWE. She's come back to wrestling, essentially. Uh, and I couldn't be happier for her. She's been killing it. And she's just great. There's a story that came out earlier about your reaction to TJP's theme when it was played for the first time. Oh, yeah. So can you take us through that? I was so mad. <laughs> and everybody looked at me because they heard, like, video game music. And yeah. we're all, like, out in the ring. The Mega Man reference. Yeah. And they just looked at me like, oh, Woods is going to kill somebody. What is happening? And I'm just, in my brain, I'm like, whose theme music is this? And then I see TJ come out and I was like, ah, fine. But then, like, even, like, on the walkway, there's, like, the coins and all that stuff. He's got this cool, everything's 8-bit. I was very jealous, but I was very happy for him. Did you end up challenging him to up, up, down, down? And who, who kicked whose ass? Oh, no, there was no challenge. I, I'm one of the people, I'm not... Uh, I don't build fences around the things that I enjoy. 
I say, I enjoy this, you do too? Okay, congratulations, I'm glad that you were able to do this, and I hope that it's as successful as you want it to be. All right, uh, last question. What was uh, the most enjoyable part of your day here in Manila? Uh, let's see. Probably making Wayne eat the octopus. <laughs> Wayne's a bodyguard. He's yeah, very Wayne's large a bodyguard. Man. He's a frequent visitor here in Manila as well. Yes, he loved the octopus. He's just smiling right now. <laughs> He's, a lot He's not happy. He's not happy. He was not happy eating it. But uh, I ate it. And so anything I eat, he has to eat. So he has to eat balut later. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually wasn't bad. I guess to cap it off, Xavier, I just want to thank you personally. Uh, you made my day. Thank you for being such a gracious guest. You know, oh. you, uh, you made my radio show more awesome. You made this event awesome. <laughs> it's, all, it's all you, man. You're the life of the party. No, no. I'm just are. here for a little bit, you know. I appreciate you having me and being such a gracious host. So thank you. Thanks again to Xavier Woods for popping in this week's episode of the SGB Podcast. How often do we get the chance about to say, oh, you know, here's a quick exclusive interview with a WWE superstar. The last time we got to say something close to it was when we spoke to the big show a couple of years ago. So, That's a couple of years. That's two years ago. Right? That's even longer. Yeah, TJ was, was on the podcast okay. in 2015 before oh, he even damn. signed. Before the cruiser. Before the cruiser. I think that was before, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a while. All right, so now uh, let's talk about MWF. That's one of the big reasons why Chino is here in the first place. Yes. He's our resident reviewer. MWF 6 Noche Buena took place last Saturday at the UP Bahia. We are no longer in my house also. Yeah. We are in Balay Cabos because Mm -hmm. uh, I saw Fabio Makisig lurking around outside our gate. (laughs) (laughs) He knows where you live. He doesn't know where I live. Yeah, Exactly. All right, so I, what were your expectations for MWF's year-ender, Chino? You know, all, all shows, that uh, all year-end shows, rather, whether it be PWR or MWF, always go after a, a big ending. Oh, my God, it's end the year strong. I was going to say, wow, that's, that's a terrible pun, considering we just had Xavier. <laughs> no. You're the comedian, not me! Okay, no, but big ending. Everybody wanted the, the big ending, you know, to end the years, to finish the year strong. And I also expected the thing from MWF. They stacked their card really well. They had the first ever championship match for the MWF championship. And they also had Mr. Gucha versus JBL. Two matches I really looked forward to. Two main event caliber matches. Yes, very main event caliber matches. Mm. Alright, so coming into the Bahay ng Alumni, was the venue not as filled given that it was at the same time as the finals? It actually was pretty full. You would be surprised how a lot of people either... Did it go to Moa or ended up watching uh, the game elsewhere? I don't know. Okay, sana if they had like a live stream. Guys, you know what? We're here already. Boom. No, you know what? I actually I passed oh. through a, a, a lot of UP buildings on the way to the Bayang Alumni, and yes. I saw one or two buildings showing the UP game yes. or the UAAP game outside. Uh, in fact, I saw, if I'm not mistaken, the computer science building uh, had a public screening of the game uh-huh. just right outside their building. I said they were projecting it against the wall. So many tao. So many tao, regardless of the UAAP game. Yeah. Okay, and and uh, were these people um, funneled into Bahay ng Alumni after, or was it your normal MWF crowd? It was actually the normal MWF crowd. A lot of regulars, uh, a lot of a lot of wrestling fans from both uh, federations, both promotions. People you up. would see regularly. Yes, exactly. Um, but there were also a bunch of people who were very clearly not, you know, not 
hardcore wrestling fans na parang pumapasok sila after after UP event kasi naka-ID sila. Mm. So, were they paying was, fans? Mm-hmm. Or yung parang napadpad? Yung parang napadpad lang. Napadpad lang. Tapos they, they came through and I was like, oh, hello people. Mm. Is is the Bayan of Alumni f- event or Bayan of Alumni events free to UP students? Uh, well, you can go inside whenever you want kasi may mga kainan din mo. Oh, they have chokis, ROC. Um, I'm not sure if Trigo is still there. But, nope. you know. But uh, ROC, ROC is still going strong. Okay. There. So you have a, a bunch of restaurants. You have a couple of art galleries there as well. Okay, and I believe yeah. there's a souvenir shop. I don't know but there is. I did see the souvenir shop. Yeah. Yeah. So you've, you've got those places that people can just uh, go into. So Bayan Alumni is kind of like a Tambayan of sorts. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, now that we've set the table for your expectations, uh, really quickly before we jump in, were they met? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Um, the matches that I looked forward to were good, exceptionally. But I feel like overall, the show uh, was trying too hard, I feel. To do what? Or to, to feel like what? To feel like a strong show for the year, you know, to feel like a, the climax of the year, mm-hmm. almost. So would you say that there was a feeling of blue balls? I actually didn't think it was that much of a disappointment. It was a disappointment, yes. I was left wanting more, but you always want that from a wrestling show. Yeah. I just wish that they filled a lot of the gaps with sufficient um, wrestling matches because I felt like while they were go- there were good matches, there were also a lot of gaps that existed for the sole purpose of MWFs, I would say, this is not a shot against them, uh, but I would say for this for the MWFs' enjoyment more than for the fans' enjoyment. You know what I mean? Are like, you saying they're self-indulgent? No, no, no. Far from it. Far I just from felt, okay. I just felt that there were certain spots in the whole show mm-hmm. that were more for their benefit than ah, for our okay. benefit. Alright, so let's get to that one by one and talk about the card. And the first match was... It was actually Luchadora's debut. We've we've heard about her, we've talked about her on the podcast. We've seen the vignettes. Yes, Luchadora, for those of you uh, not in the know, is the masked uh, Luchadora... Or redundant yun. Masked mask female... Female Luchador. There we go. Lu- yeah. Who meets uh, Mr. Lucha uh, in in the many MWF videos. Apparently, uh, it will be revealed later on, Luchador is also from Sagada and follows Mr. Lucha all the way to Manila because she idolizes Lu- Mr. Lucha that much. The relationship between them is still unclear, but there is a clear relationship. It's there, just, there is something. Yeah, there. It, it's just not defined. I feel like they're family to a certain it, it extent. Might, it might be. The vignette, the post-match vignette yeah. did allude to it yes, somehow. And, they, and I really like the fact that they pulled an after credit scene, a post credit scene. Yeah. But with an MWF show, it's kind of like your Marvel epilogue. Yeah, so they hmm. did that and they showed... A uh, scene wherein Mr. Lucha and Lucha Donna confront each other. And... All right, so uh, who did Lucha Donna face in her debut? You know what? Local this, talent. This is, this is my bad. I actually didn't get the guy's name because I came to the show. It's local talent. Towards the end of the match. Okay. Um, I, I, can, I will say, though, that the jobber, whoever he was, was starting to receive a let's go jobber chance. Was that good or bad? I feel I felt like that was wrong and mistimed because if you have time to cheer for a jobber then I feel like you're booking your, yourself wrong you know what I mean like the job if the jobber has time to put put himself over then the jobber isn't doing his job right then the jobber is not jobbing then the jobber is not jobbing exactly alright 
yan yan lang yun eh na parang if it, it's a, it's a, it's a stretch thing na parang sometimes some squash matches that are used to establish characters go on a little too long that the, that there is crowd sympathy so maybe that was the case with yeah. this match Right. I felt, but I did like Luchadada's finish, which was a tornado DDT, a rarely seen move in Philippine wrestling. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was able to pull it off effect- effectively. And yeah, from what I saw, I felt I feel like she has a, a lot to go, a lot, okay. a long way to go. All right, what happened next? It was actually a video clip uh, from uh, J- JDL and Mr. Lucha with a sit-down interview with uh, Head Analyst Tarek Altai. This um, actually did air also online. Yes, they, they posted it earlier in the week um, in the MWF event page. Um, and it was intense. I feel like in this in this part of the program, as well as you see in their match later on, JDL has already gotten inside the head of Mr. Lucha. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns real estate. Yes. He, 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 he effectively played these mind games to a certain extent. And it frustrated Mr. Lucha. To the point that he actually walks out of the interview. So, right. so you know that there's something there. Something real there. Something that is actually very, very uh, psychological between the both of them. So they're still harping on yung history of JDL, early PWR, and Lucha. Yes, yes. Mr. Lucha was. But JDL was actually referring to the present. He actually played on the present uh, condition that both of them were in. And he said that uh, he actually quote. And, and this isn't the direct quote, but he actually said something like, "In your current condition, you can't beat me," mm. which was actually good because Mr. Lucha kept referring to the past, and JDL kept playing uh, towards that. But I felt like bringing it back to the present, where everything actually mattered, was a good move on JDL's part. All right. And then there was a Robin Singh interview. Oh, back to back, back to back, back to back. This was actually good because we. The video started with Robin Sane walking backstage, or a hooded figure rather, walking backstage and getting props from various MWF officials, uh, wrestlers. wrestlers yeah. Okay, and then the clip ends with uh, the hooded figure taking him, his hood off, seeing that it is Robin Sane, mm-hmm. and having an interview with their backstage uh, announcer, see Katrina Paula. Katrina Paula, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. And, uh, this is actually one of Robin Stane's most passionate um, promos today. Yeah. I feel like he's transcended the Taga Let's Go chants that we've known him for mm-hmm. and actually de- uh, dove deeper into his character. He's a promo guy now. He's, a, he's an actually, he's a pretty legitimate promo guy now. More than I, decent. More I than actually decent. believed what he was saying. I believed that he was trying to be a better person. That he was trying to do bright by his family. That he was trying to uphold everything that he stands for. So I actually believed him in that moment. And it is actually a very beautiful promo. Alright, so after this, was there a match and now then, or promoted? Uh, and then we go to our first performance of the night. One of two. Second. Uh, Second, uh, Second. Second. Ah, no, 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 no. Special, special. This is actually a musical I say performance. Because it's a special musical number. Musical number. Oh, okay. Right. Vendetta performs the new MWF theme live. Right. Okay. It performs it live and I like that part because they, it gives the show a uh, pay-per-view feel. You know how the summer slams have 
Flowrider. Like how Machine Gun Kelly and Skyler yes, Gray exactly. performed the Mania. Or even right. in New Japan, in, uh, Wrestle Kingdom has that performance. Yeah, well, well. Sometimes. Or uh, Nita Strauss performing live. Yeah. Exactly. So it gives that edge to it. And I really like that. Uh, what I felt like I disliked was later on in the show, and I feel like these are coming off as strong words, was Hera... There's a segment in the whole show where William Elvin, a creative director for MWF, comes out and sings comes out and sings an original song mm-hmm. written by himself as a sort of thanksgiving for the fans. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. It felt like a little too much for me. In like, what too, sense? Too much as in too much kumbaya, too much too much kumbaya. Okay. Exactly. Because I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to give back to the fans. Because oh. at this point they also went around giving yeah, Christmas. Yeah, the wrestlers come out in the middle of the song during the instrumental in part. Santa hats. In Santa hats and start giving out mga ano, Merry Christmas uh, plastic something. So plastic sticks with Merry Christmas on it. So regardless of uh, their gimmicks. Regardless of their gimmicks. Yeah. So like you had Jorel do that. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. They no. had a lot Everyone of faces. Except, yeah, most of the faces. Fabio none of the Liwanags. None of the Liwanags, none of the heels basically. Okay, so no, no Rex Lawin, no, no Rex Gus, no, no Fabio. Yes. And okay, how about the PWR guys? Did they have Martivo? No, they had, no. no, they did have Martivo. Oh, come they out. did have Martivo, yes. Yeah. They did have Martivo come out. Uh, start giving out these little uh, souvenirs to the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I appreciate the Thanksgiving aspect that they tried to pull, I also would have wanted to see more wrestling. Because I didn't come to the show. No offense, it was a good song. I like the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a very talented He's a very talented writer. We have to say this. We have to say this. I saw Mula Sabuan. I loved Mula Sabuan. I cried in Mula Sabuan. I just didn't get the point of the song in a wrestling show. Okay. I just, I felt Fair. that I could, it could have been replaced with more wrestling or more storytelling. All right. To establish uh, the show a lot more. Okay. okay, so but that po- was, that happens later on in the show. Yeah, but let's just get it out of the way. Let's just get point. it out of the way because back to back to my The next video after the Bendata performance is Sagot Kita Six, which is an intro uh, that shows because this this last episode of Sagot Kita mm-hmm. they is shown in three, three or parts. four parts. Yeah, three parts. Right, and this it's first, not just one long. It's just, yeah, it's just just one long video, which is usual for Sagot Kita. Episode. This episode is the uh, concluding episode for the whole series. Um, we've seen Gig Striker uh, come to the conclusion that he is actually facing the Liwadans and not just uh, some other criminal entity. Yeah. And uh, in this video, we actually see RG, who is abducted in the previous episode, with the uh, Calderia lady. Uh, who they've always been after. Yung may masarap na Caldereta. Mm, yes. Si Caldereta girl. Yeah, right. And uh, they were inside a nondescript boiler room of sorts. Yeah. It, tied it, to a chair with a TV playing in front of them. Some typical 90s action milieu. You know, yeah. yung parang, yung, uh, kidnap kami and this is, our, this is our propaganda. This is our message. To inculcate the messaging into yes, RG. Yes. yes. Right? And, and then it, it cuts off from them to be continued. Okay. And then after that, Coach Gus comes out. Okay. Oh, so is this Coach. the Lex Lawin match? Yes, this is yes. this is the uh, prelude to the Lex Lawin match. All right. So Coach what does Coach Gus do? Actually, comes out singing uh, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," and in a very nice, in a, yeah, it is actually a very, it's a, actually a very 
pleasant purple suit and add to the fact that he was actually giving away gifts to, uh, the, to were the they secretly disguised boxes of coal or poop nope I, no, 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 I don't know I, I didn't get, get one, one I didn't but get I one. feel like they were real gifts of something okay. of some we value don't know, oh yeah we don't know what they actually were maybe they were Gus uh, core products who knows right baka no baka products of front row diba baka or your your company yeah diba so he gives up this and he actually announces uh uh, his first show for next year, which is his birthday bash in Metro, uh, which is interesting because I didn't know that um, wrestlers Coach, Coach are, birthday. <laughs> that it was Coach Gus's birthday, but also that wrestlers can actually put up their own show now. So I, I'm curious to see what happens in that whole uh, Metro Walk deal. Yeah, same here. I mean, Metro Walk is not far from where I work, so yeah, I, I wouldn't mind taking a trip down there just to see what you know what, what's happening. And apparently, it's an exclusive show because apparently he only has 50 seats, I believe. 50 seats at 100 pesos a pop. But they racket the coach Gus, huh? Why? Anyway! And then we go to the Fatal 4-Way match. Now... I'm gonna be, this gets this gets heavy. This gets this, heavy. I, I'm going to be harsh with this fatal this four way match because this whole thing I feel like was a uh, and I say this with love a hot mess in the best way possible. In the best. So way Chelsea possible. Green, um, because she's a hot mess in the best say, way it's, possible. It's, it's more Chelsea Handler than Chelsea Green. Yes. <laughs> Aside with Camus on this one. All right. How do we justify that remark? Say, okay. Okay, that's you. You start. You start. I'll jump in at the end. Okay. So I feel like the chemistry of this match was all over the place. Um, there was a point in the match where all four guys decided to, to turn on the uh, to turn roles. Heels became faces. Faces became heels. Okay, without, that's weird. And without any explanation whatsoever, Frankie Thirteen started calling himself. The king, the king of Manila, without any explanation, he just decided that that's my new that's, name. That's my new thing. And I'm going to put myself over as the king of Manila. Nobody knows why. And even at the end, after the show finished, I felt like he didn't really explain why. Even even with the and there was a vignette. To explain yeah, it and also. there was a there was a new faction formed in the show. The in, in this match, in this match, in this match also, palad yeah. to the start between Frankie Thirteen, uh, uh, sorry, Morgan Vaughn. And uh, Ashura. Um, spoiler alert, Ashura is now a heel. Yeah. She's part of the Young Bloods, led by the King of Manila, Frankie 13. How he earned that title, I still am not clear on. Did he win a match? Did he? Does he have a backstory that we can elaborate on? Was he the one who put the hit on Ashong Salonga? Yeah, I we'll find out. We'll, we'll I mean, know. There's... And There's then, usually time for them to explain the rationale. Yeah, maybe maybe next show we'll find out more. So the match, the match itself. Um, how do you feel about all of the shenanigans that went on towards the end? I like the Liwalag's role in the whole match. See, brother John was able to hit the cradle pile driver. It's good, which was very, it's very good. Good. I I feel like it's up there as one of the spots of the night. Um, and see if Rex Lowen takes advantage of it and takes and covers uh, Frankie 13 for the win for the win right? but 
It's not over. Morgan Vaughn jumps back into the match. It's not over. Uh, and hits Rex Lawin from behind. And he almost beats uh, Rex Lawin. Yeah. Uh, the match ends, of course, with Rex Lawin winning. Uh, right? Um, but, again, I feel like this chemistry-wise, even the referee that was supposed to take control, quote-unquote, of the match, didn't feel like he had control of the match. And this is this is just the start of the referee discussion. Yes, and that and that and that during the night in where I from where I was seated about what the referees were not doing. But I feel like um, we should fo- uh, I sh- we should focus on um, the ref- what the referees did. Right? I feel like this is one of the matches where they did do a lot of uh, right. Uh-huh. It, it didn't it didn't help the symmetry of the match where when the referee just stood there mm-hmm. and didn't really have any control of it so you because the audience was very vocal about the yes refs. very vocal a lot of, a lot of ref chants like a cow it, okay uh, from as a as a spectator who is who does the wrestling <laughs> the last thing you want is a ref that doesn't you know, doesn't set the boundaries for the matches. There was a lot of that in this match. In this match, said at points in it, you would understand why. But later on, um, the refereeing squads may pagkukulang, and the the audience just lays into them a bit too much. it's not unjustified, but. You are asking so much. Yeah, of... because they were doing their part, but there were just some moments that were um, magnified a lot more than they were significantly. Na parang there, there are times I said that a ref is out of the spot. Na parang is doing something else yeah. when a spot is going down. Yes, but for the the crowd to just be like ref, magbilang ka nga! as in uh, that vocal. And for them to start chanting, I mean, I was heckling during the show, but for them to start heckling the refs is slightly uncalled for. Yeah, yeah. I I, I have to agree. So anyway, this Fatal 4-Way match ends with Rex Dowd's victory. Yeah. But for also, he was attacked by uh, two of the three members of the Youngbloods with Frankie 13 breaking Rex Dowd's arm. A little payback. If so, you would you consider Rex Lau in a face at this point because it was a win he worked hard to get and then he got his come up as Parkinarmasa, you know, his his he, arm got broken, but he was attacked by the heels. See, I don't really even know if the young bloods are heels. Because they justification eh? Yeah, because Frankie 13 is justified in breaking Rex Lawin's arm. Remember, Rex Lawin did break Frankie 13's arm. And right? so is it just a lot of right? is, it, is it uh is it just payback or is there something more? Again, these are things that I feel like need to be clarified, as, as which weren't clarified. Yeah, which weren't clarified at uh, last Saturday's show. All and right. then after that, we get the again William Elvin singing portion, which we've uh, we've discussed. discussed. Okay, mm. um, and then we get the first tag team match of the night: um, Hazel Silva and Ninja Ryujin take on. Ashura and Martivo. Wait, now you said that yeah. Ashura joined the stable ni so, okay. Frankie. So, so this is this is there's this is where the continuation happens. Okay, so ah, so what si Ashura sa Young Bloods? Yes, no? what All right, okay. this is where thank you for clarifying. Happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm jumping ahead a lot mm-hmm. because I feel like certain parts of the show are related to one another. Mm-hmm. So, but in this part, we're, we're in this segment rather, Hazelo and Nigerian team up because Hazel Silva 
feels like he needs to find inner peace and and Ninja Ryujin can help him find that we've seen that in one of the videos yeah. yeah from last show um this match however I feel like Ashura didn't know where she was really supposed to go although at the end of the night but he gets more back in because for most of the match Martivo was essentially fighting two guys there were some spots where Ashura was playing to the crowd and Martivo was looking for a hot tag some spots where they were looking for a double team and Ashura wasn't there not completely she, diba? she no. was uh, she was focused on other things and hindi ko maintindihan kung bakit but then once once the match ended with Martivo picking up the W the two teams seemingly make peace uh, Hanzelo and Ashura make peace uh, Hanzelo and Ninja Yujin rather with uh, Martivo and Ashura they seemingly make peace but Ashura jumps Hanzelo Silva All right. maybe because she took offense to Hanzelo Silva losing control in the match as he does yeah he so, becomes wolf-like. Yes. What did Martivo have to say or do about it? Well, what did she do? Because after that, not soon after, not long after that, rather, Bumalik, si Frankie 13 and si Morgan, Morgan Vaughn to pull Ashura to their side uh-huh. of things. Now, Ashura didn't want to leave her beshi behind. Say, it's a new tag team and they're doing well. And, and now they have a shirt. And, they, and they're, doing, they're becoming close friends. They have a shirt out now. So it's mm-hmm. actually becoming a real thing. But at the same time, Frankie 13 and Morgan Vaughn want to play things uh, close to the chest, kumbaga. They want to play it their way. And it's either you're with them or you're against them. And they feel like Mortivo is against them. But Ashura is with them. Yeah, but Ashura very, is with very them. Very, very clearly with them. So let's see how that develops over time. How All do right. you feel about the in-ring action here? For this, this in-ring match? action is actually, uh, it's actually pretty good, I, feel, I would feel like. Um, it, I felt like you know, well, as the, the as the match started, Asher wasn't completely there, so I felt like that part was messy to me. But as the match ended, I felt like it was justified almost. Na parang there's there's like oh yeah, there's, oh, that's, why, that's why that's why she was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why she was doing what she did, right? All right. And then after that. After the match, and then we get a Kyle Season interview backstage. Uh, I actually like Kyle Season. All right, why? Why I, do you I, like him? I was gonna say, you, you, you would be the type. Eh? Yeah, I would. I like. You would be the type. I like what, Kyle Season. What makes him different from the Kakae Bros who you hate? The Kakae. Okay, first of all, correction. I used to hate the Kakae Bros. Now you love. I him. like them now. now you love I him. like Kyle Season because he amplifies his douchiness to the extent that he. Puts him over as a heel. But his logic is so flawed that it's funny. You know it, it's I mean? like, it's tragically funny. Yeah, Wait, it's, can you uh, elaborate. Add, yeah, elaborate by giving an example? Let's take the Kyle Season Open Challenge, for example. <laughs> okay. So Kyle Season Open Challenge, what ends up happening is Sandata, uh, PWR, a member of MSG, comes out and takes the spotlight against Kyle Season because he feels like Kyle Season st- uh, is talking way too much shit about UP. That's yeah, and, how Sandata is a UP alone. Yeah, and that's how the match, that's how Kyle Season started this match. Tenga, uh, did Sandata get a face pop or did people boo him because of his association with MSG? 
No, he got a he got a solid face pop. I feel like he got also because solid. this this UP crowd, this UP crowd was really taking everything personally. Because every <laughs> we'll get to that later, but this UP crowd was very sensitive. Yes, that yes. After all, we do, we all know what happened in the UAAP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Kyle season open challenge. So anyway, Kyle season open challenge happens. Sandata comes out. Sandata wants to teach Kyle a lesson of the respect. Um, Kyle Season, however, wins the match by delivering a low blow. Blow, blow. Okay. And he ends it by saying, Oh, wala nang knuckles yan, ha? Nanalo pa ako. Magaling talaga ako. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that... It's so... It was so hilarious that he thought so that he was justified with the victory kasi hindi siya gumawa ng knuckles. It's so funny. <laughs> I like the approach that he takes to his healness. Kumbaga, he, he He's a different kind of he, heel. There are people who take themselves seriously and then there are people who take themselves too seriously to the point where it's funny. I feel like Kyle Season is in that class almost. Here's one thing that um, I, I think we talked about last week. I'm just not sure if we talked about it on the podcast. Um, a lot of heels uh, in the local scene uh Believe that uh, w- when you're a heel, you get a bit of carte blanche. Yes. Right? So, um, a lot of heels tend to be funny. Because a lot of what they say is kupal, but it's also funny. Yes. And I think in storytelling, like, in order to play the role of a convincing bad guy, you have to learn the difference between being funny and being deplorable. Because it's only in being uh, absolutely hate- uh, hateable that you're able to get that heel heat. Okay. Diba? Um, would you but say Kyle that season, Kyle season has heel heat would you he say that Kyle season gets that he does have heel he heat has that. Okay. he, has he does have because he he's, like he's not trying to be funny because he, he no, feels he, like I as feel, a heel I can do whatever I want I feel like he's doing what he wants because he believes that he can do whatever he wants he's okay. in that he's in that level of egotism that millennial egotistic millennial oh yung level just, just to give evidence to how much heel heat Kel season has, even in matches where he's not involved. Towards he gets the night, yeah. Towards the, the end, end of, of the, the night, night, we start hearing uh, season sucks chants. Wow! Even when, even he's not when he was not in the match, that's that's how over he is as a heel. That, and that's testament to Kel season, right? So I don't know if that doesn't say how good a heel he is. I don't know what will. Um, and then but, he, yes. Yeah, so yeah, that, I, that's what I feel about him. I feel like he's actually a good heel. Um, and then we actually have a few more videos. We actually have a few more videos. Uh, the Sagot Kita Continuation. Six, continuation. Right, oh, this is good. This is Happens. Good. With, uh, this is actually, there's actually a lot that happens in this segment of Sagot Kita 6. I like it because it's very action packed. It's, it's so, so action-packed. Back. I'm sorry. Giggs, the basic gist of the whole uh, scene was Giggs comes to rescue RG. RG, however, has escaped with his Cardaria love. Uh, <laughs> Giggs encounters two goons from the Liwanags. Uh, we know that they are Liwanag the goons, goons because they have masks on. Mm-hmm. The, we- the white mask. And um, after that, we see that Giggs is actually face-to-face with Moises Liwanag himself. Dun, dun, dun! Now, that's not the biggest twist of this show episode. The biggest twist of this episode is that Moises Liwanag summons uh, Jorel and has 
Giggs abducted. RG abducted. No, sorry. Uh, Giggs, no. Giggs, 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 Giggs gets abducted. And Giggs loses his eyesight. Yes. My God. What now? Yes. So, okay. <laughs> so, you know, is... we know how. Uh, we know how. Uh, again, we're jumping ahead a lot here. But because it has to get condensed. Yeah, it's, not, it's a long video. I yes. have to give play by play for the entire thing. Yes. <sighs> but what ends up happening is Giggs and RG are face to face with the Luwadites. They are cornered. Giggs and RG put up a solid fight. But Moises Luwada, I would say, apparates. <laughs> Let's use that word. That's, yeah, that, that um, literally apparates into, into the, the scene. scene. With uh, Jomar and Jarel. And the Book of Liwanag. And the Book of Liwanag. And uses the book to blind Gig Strider. Even Why was RG glasses? not blinded then? Wait, we're gonna, Wait, get, to we're gonna get there. Giggs was blinded. In his, uh, in his uh, disabled state, <laughs> Jarel grabs RG and pulls her to the Liwanag side of things. So, within the span of like a minute, Giggs is blind... RG is now a Liwanag. RG is now a Liwanag. It is not, it is not just he has been brought to the side of the Liwanags as RG. He is now RG Liwanag. Wow. Yes. For all intents and purposes. Because after this whole episode concludes, we go into a surprise match that wasn't on the bill at all. Yeah. It was Gig Striker versus his good friend turned rival RG. Liwanag. RG is now a Liwanag. RG, Complete with makeup. I'm sorry. RG is now zombified and wearing a barong. Mm-hmm. He's now he's no longer chanting UP fight. He didn't even die. He did He didn't die, but he's zombie zombified for He's Liwanagified. That's yes. it straight out of WWE uh, 12 or WWE 11. I was going to say, it, it, it feels like something out of the broken universe. Even. Yes, exactly. exactly. It's so, it's so, it's so bizarre. bizarre. But it's, so, it's so B-movie horror that I feel like it's also it's so good. hilariously good. I so, liked it. So lot. for context, they gave RG the full Jarell creepy makeup and one bad eye. And he started becoming like a Left 4 Dead zombie to get Left 4 Dead chance. Yes. It was so it was so good because oh. you would see Giggs trying to tell the story of the match. He was trying to win his friend back. RG was t- trying Lost. to fight his Luanagness. <laughs> But he was still his Liwanagness. There's no other way to explain How it. Would you, what do you call it? Evil? It's uh, not because it's not evil. It's like he's a mix between zombie, uh, um, mad dog, and, and, and cult member. Cult member. Uh, same, yeah. same. So it was a good storytelling match, I would say. And at the end of the match, uh, Giggs beats RG. Um, RG is still, however, a Liwana. But. But. Is her but is actually saved when Corinthia lady comes up and places what do you call that sash that you guys wear? It's a good way. Ah, it's a blind. It's a blind. Gives it to fucking RG and RG realizes he loves UP so much <laughs> and comes to his senses. <laughs> and then the crowd starts chanting, "Graduate now! Graduate now!" This is this was so hokey. On so many levels, with so much UP pride in one moment, that even me, as a hardcore Ateneo boy, was clapping at how good I it actually love it. Was so bad, it was good. So, okay, no, no, it's like it's like it's so bad that it's genius. Yes. Wait, so are you calling it the room? 
It is on that it's level. Culty. It it's is culty. on that level. It's very, it's very cult movie esque. It's very, it's a very inside joke. So it made Tommy so proud. Yes, it is. Okay, this is this is how good it was. This is quite possibly my match of the night. That's how good it was, and and there was there was Jake DeLeon versus Mr. Lucha, which we will get to. But this this sh- this, this shit right here, I, I actually would call it spot of the night before batch of the night. It is ridiculous. I because um, after this happens, the Liwanex actually come back out and abduct RG again. <laughs> so it's not it's over. not over. It's not over. So anong na achieve natin, guys? <laughs> and we got a UP moment. Yeah, we got a signature UP, UP moment. Aren't you all about putting UP over? I mean, why are you questioning they, they, they the got... logic of this match? Yeah, that's that's why. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, like I wasn't there, so I'm really just relying on your play-by-play. And... Oh, wait, wait, wait till they they're they're bound to make this. This is it is a never-ending battle. Can they fight? They literally fight forever. So so this trumps uh, Brad Cruz and Makata. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like I feel like this. Does, uh, this takes a cake and fight forever started off. Anyway, we'll move on to later in the match. We actually see a trailer for uh, Big Skyker's next movie for next year featuring Drumroll, please, Chris Spencer. All right. All right. We get to see Finally. Chris Spencer and, and, and WF show video. And hopefully, this means we get to see more of Panzer in an MWF ring. However, we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait till next year. And yeah. not just next year, January. Next year, March. Yes, that thing was made clear and confirmed by the MWF representatives that they will be on break as well until March of. Yeah, because they're they, they're letting other shows um, go before them. They're, they there's a there's a wrestling three thousand show that's set to debut in February. Um, I'm gonna have to tell you that it's that's, probably not gonna not, push through yeah. anymore. Oh, okay. uh, there's there's received news. information that. Uh, that show might be on the shelf. Rescheduled okay. more, or more, more of that later then, guys. Once we get confirmation. But yes, after after we push through with the uh, Giggs RG match, we actually have the uh, we actually have the JDL versus the Mr. Lucha match. The one match that we've all or well, I myself have been looking forward to. I paid I paid full price to watch this match. This is just this one match. This is also another, again, another example of great storytelling in a match because, like I said earlier in the episode, uh, JDL has already gotten in the head of Mr. Lucha. He successfully uh, trumped Mr. Lucha's uh, psyche. Psyche. There we go. Mr. Lucha's psyche by playing mind games with him, by telling him that he's not as good as he once was. And if you want mind games... If you want mind games, there's no one better than the Senorito. He will talk with the best of them, I say. And uh, this match started off with JDL having the upper hand. Oh, let's talk about the entrance? Yes, let's talk about the entrance. entrance Because this is iconic. This is iconic. JDL, so JDL comes out, right? Yeah. In his 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 usual... Signature JDL jacket, mm-hmm. his varsity jacket, mm-hmm. and once the song hits uh, the first drop, rips the jacket off to reveal an Ateneo jacket inside. Wow! Do you want heel tactics? Because that's true heel that tactics, is, sir. That is what we mean by the best of them. He just throws the crowd so hard, and he starts get. He's a solid face, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. But he gets so many boos, and in this match, he puts Mr. Lucha over as the face. 
So it, it, it was it was iconic. Yes, I'm sorry. Was, There's there are no other words for it. It was a pop if there ever was one. Aganda. And then again the match starts with JDL actually getting the upper hand on Mr. Lucha, working in Mr. Lucha's legs a lot of the match. Mm-hmm. This whole match was very technical uh, very centered on technical wrestling. More specifically Jake Dion's technical wrestling. But the match actually ends in a surprising way with uh, Mr. Lucha getting the victory. With a very strong flurry of finisher caliber hits at the end. Yes. He builds... It's a very hard-hitting match. Again, these guys are both pros. So when when I say hard, hard-hitting, you can hear it from across the room. I'm solid to my bumps throughout the entire match that I feel like... Towards the end of it, you really feel Mr. Lucha earned that victory. Yeah. And inside and outside the ring. Yes, inside and outside the ring. There were there were the usual about the block bumps. Yeah. But there were also um, figure figure four turnbuckle spots as well. Very WWE, which I like. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, at the end of the show, however, uh, at the end of the match, however, uh, Mr. Lucha picked up the W, and. JDL also gave, gave Mr. Lucha his respect. It's, it's a show. very, it was a very nice respect angle. Yes, and there's the post-match promo. There was enough to go there that you acknowledged JDL respects Mr. Lucha, but now Mr. Lucha has to live up to that respect. Yes, it was actually a good moment. It's a solid emotional moment. It's a very good way to end one great match. So do you think uh, Lucha is turning face again? And what do you feel about this direction for Mr. Lucha? I feel like he's far from being a face because he still has to resolve a lot of issues between himself, Robin Sane, Sila, uh, Asher and Cal Season, who were also his former pro- protégés. Yeah, and now, they're healed now. No, but they're, they're still unresolved. But they unresolved... Tension parent, right? Maybe, ah, okay, okay, maybe fair, the fair. season became the season because Mr. Lucha turned on him. Who knows, right? And there's there's also the Luchadona angle. Yes. That, there's that also, there's, of this. He also has issues with Luchadona who now is in the picture all of a sudden. There, there's just a lot of moving parts because right now with uh, in the universe that revolves around Mr. Mr. Lucha. Lucha. Exactly. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Alright, well, what's up next? Are we, we getting get, close to the uh, main event? We are at the main event now. Okay, cool. Yeah, the main event between uh, Robin Sane and um, Fabio Makising. Now, I feel like this was actually the flippiest match I've ever seen. Quite literally. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I personally, myself, don't like flippy matches with a lot of uh, somersaults and whatnot. Pero, I also feel... Like for this particular match between the both of them, it actually worked. Given the stakes or given the two of them against one another? Given the two of them against one another. Because they, it showed that they both brought their A-game. It showed that they both really wanted this title. It wasn't enough for Fabio Makising to uh, just beat Robin Sane. He to win the title rather, but he also wants to beat Robin Sane. He's shown in a number of videos that he he really wants to humiliate Robin Sane in the best way possible. And, and both of them really uh, brought out things we've never seen before. Yep. There's I, a lot of there's a lot of um how do you say this? There's a lot of reserva yes. that came out 
during this match na stuff you wouldn't expect either man to have. Yes. I actually didn't know Fabio Makisig was that agile. Mas lalo ako natakot. Kala ko, oh, mataas na yung wall sa bahay namin pero hindi pala kaya. Because he's really very agile. He's really... Kahit may barbed wire? Kahit may, kahit may barbed wire. Feeling ko, American Ninja Warrior to si Fabio Makisig. Eh. Well, yeah. Uh, sort of. <laughs> so, kasi ang galing niya eh. So, so, very athletic contest. Very athletic, very contest. athletic contest. And it was a very hard fought match. The only thing I can nitpick about, if anything, was towards the end of the match. Um, a lot of them were hitting a lot of finishers where there was no clear like victory. Parang naging spotty na siya. So parang walang path to the end. Yes. It just became a showcase instead of it a got, story. It got to spot fest levels. Yes. Alright, I've got two questions now. Um, what do you think about Robin Sane as the inaugural MWF champion? And what do you think of the MWF Championship title? Uh, the look of the title? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, let's go to your first part. I feel like Robin Sane yeah, has always represented what MWF stands for. Uh, he started, he talked about second chances in his promo. Mm-hmm. The promo that I'm actually picking as spot of the night. Ooh, okay. okay. He talked about trying to be better, trying to improve on himself. He didn't even end his promo with a Taga Let's Go chant because he knows that the people are on his side. I've always felt like Robin Sane uh, was the heart and soul of, of MWF because yeah, he's, he's representative of the underdog, of, of the uh, people, of the guy people overlooked a bunch of times and didn't want to give chances to anymore. And I feel like as a champion, he represents these ideals perfectly for MWF. Now, as far as the title itself looks, okay, I actually like the simplicity of the title. Um, it's, it's a lot of, it's a very Filipino in design, I would say. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, it actually looks like an Aguila, or Eagle's Wings, almost. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right? Does, On Eagle's Wings. So anyway, okay. it's actually, it, I, do, would I say it looks better than the PWR championship? Uh, no, because I like the, the, I like the, uh, the symbolism uh, included in the PWR championship. But I will applaud the design team of MWF for it. Tarek El did mention that... Um, MWF, yeah, exactly. So I will mention that Attack uh, Attack, rather, did mention that it took a lot of classic Filipino details and it was very well incorporated into the belt. I'm just so I'm looking at a picture of the championship now, and I love me a good championship title. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I just really have an issue with the font. Okay. Oh okay. The MWF champion font. Robinson uh, actually touched on that in his promo. Mm. Now. The design that they went with, this final design, is actually very close to the original design they had when they first started the company. So that's that's been um, he acknowledged this in his post show yes. promo that that's that's always been the design, that's always been the look, that's always been the way that they envisioned it to be. It just so happened that it's only come to life now. All right, so talagang they they meant for the font to be. I think it was always that was always what they had in mind, and then they always they 
They settled on it a long time ago. They stuck to it. They okay. stuck to it. All right. Kumbaga. Well, props to them for sticking to their guns and you know knowing what they want to do, right? Okay. Um, are are we good with the main event? Yeah. You want to hand out your awards? Yeah. Oh, but, okay. But wait, post show. Yeah. Post, okay. The, post show. The, the post credit scene. We, All right. Yeah. We, we get the post credit scene with. I think we've discussed this, right, Mister Lucha? No, no, no. The 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 other post credit scene with Fabs and. Sorry, refresh my memory. There was one more post-credit scene with Kyle Season and Fabio Makisig. And nagpayosi silang dalawa. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the match, we yeah. see that Fabio Makisig has actually lost. And he's down on his luck. He's downtrodden. Wala siyang panglechon. We see him outside. Uh, nagbumokbok. Kyle Season actually offers him a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And, and we like see, see sila together. Like together, and we actually see the the beginnings of a new faction. Possibly, I wouldn't call work. it a faction. Just yet. oh, okay, okay. Because if is gonna join the Young Bloods, possibly. No, we're talking uh, about Kyle Season here. Kyle Season. Kyle's not with the Young Bloods. Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, it was I'm Morgan Vaughn and Frankie Thirteen and Asher. Right, right. Time. Thank you, thank you. But so, I, I wouldn't still... call Frankie and Kyle a faction yet. Maybe a tag team. Remember, you have to have at least three or four people to form a faction. Well, it, even then, even okay. then, there's a difference between a stable and a faction. Maybe a two-person alliance. Then it's more appropriate. Yeah, I call it an alliance, like what Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre were. Uh, an alliance, a new alliance. Alright, something bubbling. Something bubbling. Yung mga, yung mga, yung mga marginalized alliance. Wow. <laughs> wow, look at you. Okay, uh, let's wow, give the show a grade. And let's be clear that the, the grading system that Chino uses is consistent regardless of, of promotion. Okay, yes, it is, re- it is consistent. Um, I feel like this show, this, this show as a whole, regardless of. Uh, the venue or the promotion that put it up uh, is going to get a grade of B. Um, okay. I like when say UP stand. Like a 1. No, no, no. A a two. B is a 2 or a 2, 2, 5. Okay. So, again, I really love the last MWF show. Let's be clear about that. The way that it was paced, the videos that they put up, the quality of the matches, it was good. I feel like this one they tried too hard and felt it felt like they were overreaching that certain details uh were left behind but there were a lot of holes that they didn't cover up and instead of presenting a full show they presented a pretty looking show that had a lot of um uh, shall we say mistakes um of course, uh, you outlined this earlier. You talked about how you wish there was more wrestling. Yes. More storytelling. A, a lot more storytelling, more specifically. Because they market themselves as the action serie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only two stories we got from this whole uh, show were of gigs and of the Youngbloods. And even then, the Youngbloods were, were still very underhashed. Right? Granted, they lang sila. But, but you still don't see. I everything. still don't see why they ended up together. Why Frankie Thirteen calls himself the king? Why Ashura decided to leave Martivo behind? These are just things that I feel like would need clarification. All right, now your other awards. Which was your spot of the night? My spot of the night goes to Robin Saints promo at the start. At the start of the show, very impassioned. One of the best promos I've seen, regardless of promotion. Ang ganda. 
Uh, my star of the night goes to Gig Striker. Daming appearance. Daming appearance. Daming appearance. Sagad sa exposure si Gig Striker. Like if this was fantasy, parang yung fantasy wrestling league natin dati, yeah. appearance points pa lang panalo na siya. Yeah, yes. Also, yeah, one hell of a match. So yes. It was a good match. How about uh, match of the night? My match of the night uh, goes to uh, Gig Striker as well. Gig Striker versus RG. Just because it was so entertaining. So entertaining. Alright, now that we're capping the year off on local wrestling with MWF's last show of the year, what can you say about the landscape from when the year ended last year, 2017, right? Yes. To where it is now a year later. Okay. Um, You're in the review, huh? Uh, sorry. Of sorts, yeah. yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to miss a lot of things here because my memory isn't that good. But oh, I... Oh, memo plus... Plus gold. <laughs> Plus gold. But I feel like <coughs> the, everybody is willing to take more risk this time around. This year. This year. Because uh, we have a more established scene. We have a more established... Uh, we have established promotions on both sides as well. And people actually know a lot of the guys who are wrestling now. Even the newer guys have developed a fan base of sorts. So, telling a story regardless of promotion is actually going a lot far- farther than last year. Mm. So, parang the storytelling the storytelling is easier, would you say? I'd say the storytelling is more um, is easier to elaborate. It's easier to tell stories now and it allows people to take more risks story wise Kumbaga, ah, if, okay. if something gets, felt gets, gets. if something felt hokey or, or cheesy last year it, you can still try it in this year because people might be more accepting of it now alright now uh, what are your expectations from either PWR or MWF heading into 2019 I want to see uh, a lot of the lesser known guys push uh, but I'm not just talking about mid card guys I have the pre-show guys as well I also want to see more stories developed, especially on MWF side. Because they stories that can be They have a lot, uh, a lot of room for that as well, and they have a great video team behind that as well. Uh, I also no doubt, no doubt. want to see more international acts come to Manila, oh, no as doubt, well as no doubt. as well as more Filipino wrestlers go abroad. But the also South, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, because Southeast Asia actually has a great scene going for itself. And even just across Asia in general, uh, outside of Japan, which is wrestling meta anyway in this part of the world, mm-hmm. uh, has a lot of great wrestling going on in a lot of these smaller shows. And I feel like we all have a beautiful things to offer one another. You know what? We should we should do a we should do a trip to Grapple Max and then review one yes, of their shows. Yes, I actually want to do that next year. Hopefully, if I can find a, a way to catch a, either a MyPW show or a Singapore wrestling show. Yeah. Tara, let's go. Let's, let's book one. Tara, let's go. Tara, let's go. That's why. Tara. All right. All right, so thanks, Chino. Uh, you know, it's a really busy week. So busy that we had to record the podcast much earlier than we normally do. So that's because of everything that's happening. I know you've got a, ba- a bunch of events lined up for you as well. So where can our listeners catch you? All right, so next week, actually, December 12th, 
um, having a very special show with a lot of great guys. It's actually Laughapalooza 2's 10-year anniversary. So this is the batch I was part of. And a lot of the guys I was started off with, with rather, guys like Jimmy Labrador, um, no, uh, and Ryan Remsarita, you know, all started in Laughapalooza 2. And we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary next week in a very special 100 peso show. The Where show, is the show going to be? The show is going to be at most. Oh, snap! QC. But here's the catch. This show is also going to be reserved for the first 100 people that show up. Only. Only. So you're going to close the place down after 100? Yes, if we get to 100. This is, if we get to 100. I think Sana we get to we, 100. We, we do. Sana we do. But it's going to be at most Matalino Street. It's going to be myself, GB Labrador, Ryan Remsarita, and a bunch of other guys from Laughapalooza too, who are all very, very hilarious. All for 100 pesos. Send kapan, di ba? Also, uh, because Moe's. Because Moe's is cheap. Because Moe's is cheap and affordable and open to all. And uh, my last show in Manila, is actually in the Philippines rather, is actually going to happen uh, December 20th in Olongapo City. Wow. For the year, for the year, for, for the, the year, year guys. Yes. D- just don't, don't incite panic that okay. people will never get to see you do your thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> December 20th in Olongapo City, opening for Ryan Rems, with uh, the help, of course, of all the great people from Olongapo's uh, comic 50. Uh, for more details, you can check out my Facebook page, Chidaleao, or go to www.comedymanila.com. Alright. Now, uh, usually we have the pick of the week segment. Not this week because I've only seen half of Raw. And from I the looks of it, I'm, I'm not really high on the episode. I up might to not this even point. start it anymore. Yeah. So there really is no point in putting out a pick of the week at, at this point with only, what, four or five days in between this episode and the previous yeah. one. So I'm just going to say thank you very much to everybody who showed uh, a lot of support, a lot of love for the Xavier Woods event, the people who came out, the people who've been wishing as well, and the people who've been chanting, please come back and really sending the message that the Philippines needs another WWE live event. Yes, please. Please. Yes, In 2019. Please. You know, we, we can't stress it enough how important it is for all of us to make our voices be heard when the WWE executives are here in the Philippines. So thank you for doing your part. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing up. All the people who were at the event were very congratulatory and were very, uh, very, very complimentary of the work that we put in. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And thank you for not... Thank you for dissociating uh, Mr. C and PWR from who I am when I go out and actually do work. <laughs> you, you didn't get any heel heat. No, uh, wala naman, thankfully. I, I was no actually small scared. children. No, no small children. No crying there were, there were some small no children. S- no steel steps to stumble over. No, no, just... Uh, just uh, some, 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 just some wooden steps. Okay. Mm. That you stumbled over. No, that I did not uh, Not this time. Not, not this time. time. My my boys na ako. Okay. Wala wala ring interns at this show, so no no, no interns to slap as well. Right. Yeah. So or kick you in the balls. Well, yes. So <laughs> thank you, thank you very much to everybody. Now, if you want to support the podcast, and we know that you do, then Please here do. are the ways yeah. to do that. First is to subscribe to us on Spotify. That really does a lot for our ratings and our rankings. Second is to leave a comment, whether it's on the Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or. On Uh, Wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Buzzsprout, all these different platforms, it really helps as well. And three, uh, share it on social media. Tell your friends. Tell everybody who watches pro wrestling here in the Philippines. If you want someone to spitball with, 
there is the SGP podcast. We exist and that we love what we do enough to keep doing this four years plus and counting. So on behalf of Ro Moran, who is still at the office doing office work, Chino Liao, who dropped by as our guest co-host for the second week in a row, and Raf Camus, whom Xavier Woods told to shut up, my name is Stan C saying thank you, and we are out of here. X don't give it to you. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own. X don't deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door to spill. With the non-stop pop out the stainless steel. No hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the motherfucker wonder if you get it. Damn right, can I do it again? Cause yeah, I am.